0: Hi there, this is April Wallace, Associate Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. R.L. Stein has been haunting children for decades, ever since the release of his Fear Street series for young teens in 1989, and later the first Goosebumps novel, Welcome to Dead House, in 1992. More than 200 Goosebumps books have been published, and in its 30 years, the series has sold more than 400 million books, but the author is not slowing down. In fact, he says it's been his f- busiest fall yet. Zombie Town, his latest movie, was released on Hulu on October 6th. He's got four books coming out, including one that imparts writing tips for adults and a recently released horror comic book for adults, Stuff of Nightmares. I spoke with the award winning author by Zoom today, Thursday, October 19th. Locals can hear Stein speak this coming week as a part of the True Lit Festival. An evening with Arl Stein will take place starting at 6:30 p.m. on Thursday, October 26th in the Event Center at the Fayetteville Public Library. For more of the story, see Hidden Gems and Profiles this Sunday. Well, um, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I know you have a lot on your plate as always, but Hi. I would-
1: Outlining a comic book, actually.
0: You are. I'm
1: doing yeah, I'm. I'm doing comic books. I love it. Great. Having a great time with it. I'm doing horror comics for adults. I see. really nasty.
0: And so you have one that you are releasing soon, or it just came out.
1: Well, one just came out. It's called Stuff of Nightmares, mm-hmm. and then there is a really ghastly Christmas one coming out
0: <laughs> Wonderful. called
1: Sleigh Ride.
0: Is this your, your first for adults?
1: Um, first comic books for adults, yeah. Okay. Well, I've written four novels for adults, but no one noticed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as I understand, you also have more books coming out at the same time too, right?
1: I've never had a fall like this, I don't get it. I should be <laughs> by the pool or something, right? <laughs> I don't know I had four books come out this fall.
0: Well, congrats. It's,
1: no, it's insane. Who would do that? <laughs> it's just crazy.
0: Someone who can't take a vacation, huh?
1: <laughs> I guess. As someone who I wouldn't know what to do all day. Well, <laughs> well, what else would I do?
0: Well, tell me about these comic books for adults.
1: It, it's called Stuff of Nightmares. And I when I was a kid... There were these great horror comics called Tales from the Crypt and The Vault of Horror. And they were ghastly. I just loved them. They were bloody. And they all had wonderful art. And they all had funny twist endings. So you see, they're a very big influence on me because I do the same kind of thing with twist endings. And so it's kind of fun. I was a comic book freak when I was a kid. People always ask me, what books did you like when you were a kid? I, said, I didn't read books. I only read comic books. <laughs> and so it's kind of nice. to be sort of a full circle to be writing these now.
0: Absolutely. Well, I heard in an NPR interview years ago that you also told your brother um, scary tales. Did you kind of get your influence from those comic books and and use it to tell him Yes,
1: and from scary radio shows, scary TV shows. I mean, you know, I was always into horror. When When my brother and I were kids, the local movie theater, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, a suburb, and the local movie theater, every Saturday morning, they would have a festival of Tom and Jerry cartoons, and then they would show a horror movie. So I got to see all these great horror movies of the, you know, the, the brain that wouldn't die and the creature from the black lagoon and it walks among us and all the films. And I always loved horror. I never planned to write it. It's not, I was never interested in writing scary stuff, but I always enjoyed it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, um, did your did your mom ever encourage you not to watch those horror films or did she? Uh,
1: she didn't, didn't. My mom never encouraged me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> she was but she absolutely didn't understand why I was in my room typing all the time because I started writing when I was nine years old. And I'd be in my room just typing stories and little joke magazines and typing and she, they, my parents just didn't get it at all. And she would stand outside my door and she'd say, what's wrong with you? Stop typing. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Go outside and play. And I'd say, it's totally boring, boring out there. It's too boring. Type, type, type.
0: <laughs> well, how did you, you said you found a typewriter. How did you get a hold of this?
1: That? Don't tell anyone. That's kind of mythological. Mm. The finding the typewriter in the attic thing. Mm-hmm. It's in my autobiography that I found this typewriter in the attic, and then I sent the book to my mom after it came out, and she said, "What's wrong with you? you we didn't have an attic. We didn't have there wasn't a typewriter. What's wrong with you?" It's kind of it's kind of made up, you know. Okay. But actually, the typewriter was at my aunt's house. Gotcha. <laughs> it wasn't really true. Yeah, I just started. I don't know why did I think it was so interesting. I don't know. Why did I like it so much? I was a very shy kid and very fearful of a lot of things, and maybe that's why I like staying in my room and just writing all the time.
0: So, what were you afraid of? What were some of those
1: things? All kinds of things. I had this, you know, just weird. I I, uh, I would ride my bike around the neighborhood in the evening, and it'd be dark by the time I got back. And I always thought something was waiting for me in the garage. I always thought something was lurking in the garage That's fair. And uh, so I would just take my bike and heave it into the garage and run into the house. It just, you know, a lot of fears like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Very natural.
1: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's a terrible I- way to be a kid. it wasn't a good way to grow up but you later on it came in handy when I started writing the scary stuff I could remember you know what that that feeling of panic I could remember what it felt like
0: Mm. and you use that in
1: your writing yeah I could bring it to my stories
0: well on your website you say that you weren't weren't very good student growing up. so I wondered how that mm-hmm. played with you know you becoming a writer. I mean, you said that you enjoyed writing. so
1: yeah that's it just that's all I wanted to do. I wasn't interested. I was very lucky because I could get B's, I could get a B grade without much work at all. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I, just, the- I was a solid B student. Yeah, I I never got a report card where the teacher didn't say, Bob isn't working up to the best of his ability. He should try harder. Every <laughs> report card, <laughs> all through school.
0: Did they ever latch on to the fact that you were developing your writing? Did no. It... Okay. No, they didn't. So how did you decide? I remember to remember
1: Steven Spielberg was a D student.
0: How did you decide to study writing in college then?
1: Well, I was an English major, mm-hmm. a worthless, worthless major. So <laughs> we're all English majors here, my son. well it's worthless. <laughs> but uh when when I was in college at Ohio State, every single college had a humor magazine. It just every school had a humor magazine, and that's all I wanted to do. That's I was the editor of the humor magazine three years in a row. And it's basically all I did in college. I I wrote this. I did this magazine. Hardly and ever went to class.
0: And that's how it you developed.
1: training. I learned to you know how to do a magazine and how to work with a staff and how to you know write really quickly. And it was great.
0: So when you thought of what you were becoming for a career, your thought was, "I'll be a humor writer."
1: Yeah, I wanted to write funny novels for adults, which of course nobody wants. <laughs> no one nobody wants, you know. And I you know I moved to New York as fat as soon as I graduated from school, I moved to New York because I thought if you wanted to be a writer, you had to live in New York. I didn't know there was, you know, in those days, there wasn't a choice. You couldn't email your manuscript into somebody, <laughs> right? And I moved to New York and started getting publishing jobs and got into publishing. And that's, you know, sort of how I got started.
0: What did you learn in those early years?
1: My first job uh, in New York was making up interviews with the stars. This woman had six movie magazines that came out every month and she had to fill them up. And there were three of us. This was a great job. There were three of us writers. And we would come in in the morning and she would say, do an interview with Diana Ross. Do an interview with the Beatles. Do an interview with Jane Fonda. Now, these people back then. And I would sit down and do write an interview. We never really interviewed them. We just made them up. (laughs) She had to fill up her magazines, Right. And I would do write two or three interviews with stars a day. It was great training. One, it was you had to be very imaginative. It was very creative, and you had to learn to write really fast. You had to be efficient. It was great training.
0: Did those stars ever track you down and say, "I didn't
1: say no, that"? No, this was before People Magazine, before any of that. And in those days, they, all they cared about was being written about. They didn't care. No one ever. They didn't care what you said.
0: Gotcha. Um, Then I went
1: to, then I answered an ad and I uh, became an editor at Scholastic. Mm -hmm. And I was assistant editor of Junior Scholastic magazine, writing social studies and geography and stuff like that. And I stayed, I was had, that's my first writing for kids. I never planned to write for, I never planned to do any of this. And I never planned to write for kids, but I was working at Scholastic and got to know how to write for kids and got to meet a lot of children's editors. And there I was.
0: And so the connection was that they asked you to write a horror book. Is that right?
1: Yeah, what happened was, um, you know, I was funny. I wrote joke books and I did a humor magazine for 10 years called Bananas, and I was just, I was a funny guy. I was Jovial Bob Stein, that was my name. And um, I was having lunch with this woman, Jean Fiewell, who was the editorial director at Scholastic and a friend of mine. And she came to lunch, she had just had a fight with an author who wrote Teen Horror. And she said, I'm never working with him again. You could do it. You could write a good teen horror novel. Go home and write a book called Blind Date. She even gave me the title.
0: Wow.
1: It was all her idea. I didn't know what she was talking about. What's a teen horror novel? And I had to run, I had to run to the bookstore and buy up Christopher Pike and Lois Duncan and all these people who were writing teen horror to find out what it was about. And then I wrote Blind Date. It came out as a number one bestseller. Wow. And I thought, wait a minute, forget the funny stuff. <laughs> I've been scary. <laughs> I've been scary ever since.
0: That's so great. So you read others just to see kind of the style that people were reading?
1: See what they were doing, what the books were about, and to see what I could do different. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you feel- I read what they were doing, and I decided that I would be a little less scary and write a little younger, aim my stuff at a little younger audience and not be quite so scary. That was my decision.
0: Okay, um, what, what led to that? What made you think that was gonna be, you know,
1: what got to Just a hunch. Gotcha. Just a hunch. I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I mean, when I first started out, I'd go to schools and I'd say, why do you like these books? Why do you like them? And every single time the kid would say, we like to be scared. And I pretty much figured out, I mean, everyone likes to be scared, right? Mm-hmm. If you know you're safe at the same time, if you know it isn't real, we all like to be scared.
0: So how do you balance um, scary, but not too scary?
1: Well, what I do in Goosebumps books is I make sure the kids know that it could never happen. I make sure kids know it's a fantasy. And if I establish that, I can go pretty far with the scares. Because I'm not really going to scare them. They know it's not real.
0: Yeah. What was the biggest challenge that you had in the early days of writing horror? Um, You know, what was something that you had to work out for yourself?
1: Well, for me, it was the balance between horror and humor. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't really want to terrify kids. The idea was to get kids reading, give them something that would really entertain them. And like the very first Goosebumps book, Welcome to Dead House, I think is too scary for the series. I hadn't quite figured it out. It doesn't have the humor and the teasing. You know, Goosebumps is mostly teasing. And then there'd be some kind of shock ending at the end of every chapter some kind of funny, you know, punchline at the end of every chapter. And I hadn't quite figured that out in the first one. It took me a while.
0: So you had to rein it in a little bit as you moved on.
1: It, yes, right away. I did.
0: When did you realize that it was really connecting with people? You know, when did you Years
1: when I realized my life was getting weird, okay? When Goosebumps was taking off. I was in my hometown, Columbus, Ohio, and I was going, I was doing a book signing at a bookstore in town, and I was in the car, and I was stuck in a traffic jam. This is a true story, and I I hate being late. I hate it, and I was really worried people would be waiting for me at the store, and I'm stuck in this traffic jam, and it's taking forever to get to the store, and I look around at all the cars, and they're all filled with kids i'd caused the traffic jam oh. it was my traffic jam <laughs> right that's when i knew that's when i realized that you know we'd caught on something had happened
0: did you just get out and start talking right there
1: <laughs> <laughs> i showed up, <have>. no <laughs>
0: Well, what's one or two of your favorite characters that you've been able to create over the years? Do they do they hang out in your mind for a while after you've written them?
1: I have, you know, I have this slappy the evil dummy that, you know, which is exciting for me because this Halloween, I mean, thousands of kids go out as slappy the dummy. It's a very amazing thing to me. I did a, uh, I gave a talk at a a theater in Toronto a few Halloweens ago, big theater and 40 people came dressed as Slappy. It was, amazing. it was amazing. I brought them all on stage. I looked at them and I thought, gee, I should be in the red bow tie business. <laughs> They're all wearing, I sold every red bow tie in Canada, I think. I see. But, him. So, he's, you know, he has to be my favorite character. He's so popular. I think largely from the two Goosebumps movies, you know, Jack Black playing me. And uh, he was very, you know, he's also my least favorite character because I've had to write 15 books about him. That's try to come up with a plot. For a a dummy comes to life and no one realizes it. And then they do. 15, 15 books. (laughs) It's too many.
0: Have you ever used an idea that initially came from a fan?
1: Never. But I was, where was I? I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin last week. And a kid said, I have a really good title for you. He said, slappy slumber party. I thought, yeah, that is a good time. <laughs> I might actually use that. I've never used, kids ideas are usually too gruesome. Kids' ideas are usually too horrifying. I would never do it. So I've never really used a kid's idea, but that's a pretty good title. So maybe in the future. Who knows?
0: I'm curious about um, the adaptations, the TV and the movies.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In that NPR interview, you mentioned that you feel lucky that it happened within 20 years of the book's first coming out.
1: (laughs) It took 23 years to get the Goosebumps movie out 23 years
0: yeah what has that experience been like for you
1: did you ever I've been been so lucky because the two Goosebumps movies with Jack Black they were good they were actually good they didn't have to be I have very little input nobody wants the author around when they're doing movies or tv shows nobody wants you know me around and, uh, but I got so lucky they were actually, I'm very proud of them. They're very good. And I'm enjoying this. Uh, I didn't have much to do with this new Goosebumps TV series that just started this week on Hulu and Disney Plus, but I'm really very pleased with it.
0: Well, good. What is That's it?
1: That's just luck. That's lucky.
0: Yeah. It's just,
1: they happen to have good people who knew how to do it right.
0: Well, what's it like to sit there and see on screen these these characters that you invented from your mind?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really fun. And saying, and I didn't have to do the work. <laughs> and they took my, you know, I love it when they take my stuff and then they go off in their own directions and everything. That's exciting for me.
0: Um, is there anything that you haven't been able to do in your career yet no. that you want to?
1: I've done everything I'm beyond my wildest dreams I never planned and thought I would do all this stuff TV and movies and comic books and books and you know um no it's I don't have anything else I I like to continue on with what we're doing
0: um I'm sure you've had a lot of really interesting fan experiences but um uh, <laughs> what's one that stands out in your mind still you know
1: no, the best fan experiences are the mail mm-hmm. the mail i get is unbelievable um the letters are just fabulous uh, a couple of weeks ago i got a letter from a girl saying dear rl stein you are my second favorite author <laughs> that was the whole letter <laughs> that was it <laughs> and <laughs> right? you're like who's the first <laughs> i know talk about suspense right? (laughs) No, the mail is the best part. Maybe you've heard me tell my all-time favorite letter. I've told it a lot. In all these years, here's my favorite letter from a boy. Dear R.L. Stein, I've read 40 of your books, and I think they're really boring. (laughs) (laughs) The perfect letter. It's perfect, right?
0: That is so great.
1: Maybe he thinks number 41 will be good. Reading. How
0: how do they reach you now? Do they always email you? Do they send?
1: They can't email me. They can't do that. They they send. I get snail mail. I get mail, and I hear from them on Twitter and Facebook and and like that. We still get a lot of mail. It's a wonderful thing. That's why this is the best audience. The seven to eleven year old audience is the best audience there is. Because they want to know an author, they want to meet you, they want to buy stuff, they want to see you. I get them the last time in their lives they'll ever be enthusiastic. (laughs) No, it's true. They turn 12, they discover sex, they have to be cool. From then on, they have to be cool, they're gone, they're lost. Seven to 11, they're the best.
0: Well, speaking of which, I had a fifth grade class write in and ask me if I'd ask you a few questions for them. Is that
1: okay? Yeah, good.
0: They ask, um, and these are fifth graders, they say, why was your first book the giggle book?
1: Oh, that's, no, I wrote that as a kid. (laughs) I did joke books when I was a kid. That's what I started out doing. What a horrible title. (laughs) Um, I I was like 10 years old when I wrote that. What a weird question.
0: What would you name it now?
1: I I have no idea. (laughs) I'm not funny anymore. (laughs) Now I'm scary.
0: Another one from these fifth graders say, what other countries have you been to?
1: Oh, a lot. I've been really lucky. Uh, The Goosebumps books were really popular in China. Chinese kids just loved them. Um, I did uh, five cities in China, and the kids were just wonderful. And uh, Australia, the kids were wonderful. We did a lot of book tours in, in Australia. And the books are very popular in France, mm-hmm. sold millions in France. They're called, uh, over there, they're called Cher de Pool, chicken skin. <laughs> <laughs> Good, right? That's about right. Yeah, (laughs) chicken (laughs) skin.
0: All right. They also ask, what book did you enjoy writing the most?
1: Um, Oh, I I love writing Goosebumps, I just have fun. I still enjoy it after all these books. I I I don't think I could pick a a, one book. I just you know that's my favorite series, and I do a lot of other stuff, but. Yeah, Goosebumps is still my favorite.
0: They did ask what inspired you to write horror books, but I think we covered that.
1: Yeah, I think we did. You can say I just like to scare kids. (laughs) That's my standard answer.
0: (laughs) Can I ask what you plan to talk about during the True Lit Festival?
1: Um, What am I going to do? I'm going to tell a ghost story, a true ghost story that I made up. I'm going to um read from some scary read some scary story. I'm gonna read my letters from kids. I'm going to I don't know what else I'll do. I'll figure it out. Probably just talk about myself. That's my that's my only topic, so
0: <laughs> um if you have
1: two more but it's Halloween time, so you know, I'll tell some Halloween stories. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm curious about the the book you produced about writing tips for adults. Um
1: Yeah. Um, it's based on it's like it's 65 tips and tricks, actually, for writing for young people. It's all my secrets. It's like everything I know and everything I don't know. (laughs) So all my, you know, tricks for, you know, how to get ideas, how not to get writer's block, you know, how to plan in advance, how not to get stuck, how, you know, that it's, it's taken mostly from my masterclass. I did, I have a masterclass from masterclass.com. It's five hours of me talking. It's a five hour course that I did. Which actually I'm very proud of, and we took the book mostly from the master class.
0: kind
1: so so many people ask me for writing advice all the time. you know, and somebody you know on Instagram will say, can you I'm just starting out? Can you give me advice? Well, no, I can't. How am I supposed to give you advice on Instagram, right? What am I supposed to say? So it's it's all those people who, you know, who've been asking me for advice, here's the book. Mm
0: -hmm. And so from what I've read, um, you set a goal for yourself and you you tend to write 2,000 words a day or something like that.
1: I try to write 10 pages a day. And I I pretty much do it. I have great hours. I work from 10 to 1. Those are good hours, right? People would kill for those hours. (laughs) Really.
0: Well, my last question for you is just um, you know, about your legacy. What would you like to be remembered for?
1: Um, I guess he got boys to read.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess. It's <laughs> a good thing. And I think you've done yeah. it.
1: Yeah, it's a nice thing. It's something good.
0: Definitely. Well, I have definitely seen it in, in my circles growing up. Um you know, people who proclaim they didn't like to read would read your books all the way to the end.
1: Nice. We like that. Yeah. We like that. I really enjoyed talking with you. This was fun.
0: You too. Was there anything I didn't get to that you wanted to?
1: No, oh, perfect. Very good.
0: So much for your time.
1: Thanks so much. No, thank you.